Hi, everybody, and welcome to the PR Podcast, helping you guys master your bodies and raising your PRs in and outside the gym. I'm here with my two amazing hosts, Morgan and Annabelle. How are you guys doing today? Good. Great. Sweet. Fantastic. So before every, roll. before every podcast, um, you guys never see this because we don't put it on camera, but we like to take a little shot to kind of help loosen, get the juices flowing before One we... or two. One or two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, Just we're one. more lightweight than Annie is, and she's literally the smallest out of all of us. And Morgan is. I'm the, just out angled. And Morgan's yeah. the lightest of weights. Lightweight. Where we have to keep toning him down. He actually has a. He's the only person who has to weigh out his. We uh, have alcohol. a dropper. <laughs> <laughs> what? Could you explain to me what that is? A dropper. You've seen it, like what you give like pets, like when they have their medicine. <laughs> so, so Morgan gets he's on 10 drops right now so we're trying to find the perfect ratio for him yeah <laughs> <laughs> so today if you guys are looking we have the sexton whiskey hit all the cameras over here so pretty cool um whiskey i picked up um i think i like this one better because what did we have before buffalo buffalo trace was the last whiskey we yeah, had. i feel like this one's a little bit stronger than the other one it's, <laughs> <laughs> well i think the buffalo trace is a little bit smoother and so i think this one's a little because we upped your dose yeah we we give you a little more drops <laughs> Uh, makes sense. Yeah, but cool story. <laughs> um, no, these people is. that makes it that make this whiskey, they um dig. They used to dig the graves at graveyards. That's what they did. They used to dig the graves and put the tombstones up, and then end up um, converting and making making whiskey. Yeah, they end up start making barrels and stuff like that. So not bad. It's tasty. It's delicious. How's you guys this morning though? Good. Good. Saturday. It's sunny. It's a beautiful day in summer. California. Yeah. Had a nice that. walk with Butch. Did a hour Aww. walk this morning. Who's Butch? Butch, my dog. Oh my dog. Little Pitbull. For those of you all that don't know. He's cute. It's funny because I, I follow up. him. Yeah. I follow him at on Buchito, Instagram. At Boo Cheeto. Oh, he has his own Instagram. Yeah, he does. He does. Wow. How many yeah. followers does he have? Um like thousands. Should I give my dog an Instagram? Um, um I don't know. Why I not? I a follow a few dogs on Instagram. Oh, I do yeah, too. Yeah, I follow like uh, some Belgian Malinoises. I follow um, I follow <laughs> a Husky. Your dog needs friends. Yeah. I say you make it. I got to make one for Athena. Does Athena. Sophia and Jameson have one? They don't. They should have a dual one though. They should. Between the two of them. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed. Well, only you're obsessed. <gasps> That's rude. <laughs> That's rude. I like Jameson. <laughs> just, just, Jameson. just Jameson. I like him for his name and his big floppy ears. Oh, he's what, so what, cute. What kind of dog is Jameson? He is a beagle, cocker spaniel, chihuahua, lasso apso mix. So he's a mutt. He's a mutt. So is Sophia. You know what? It's funny because back in the days when a dog used to be a mutt, they used to just like give him away for free. But nowadays, if you give the dog a name, you could charge a lot for it. Like, oh, like, like, a, like a Pomsky, like Pomeranian okay. and a Husky. Like yeah. back in the day, they used to call it a mud, just give it away. But now it's like, oh, no, if you give it a name, then you could charge like three uh, to five grand for it. People are, people are catching on. Mine, mine are rescues. There's nothing bad with I being just, a mud, though. Yeah. I mean, they're we're, adorable. All, we're all mutts. I'm we're a mutt. Yeah. yeah. I did my Hello. DNA. And when I got that thing back, I was like shit <laughs> yeah. I'm, i don't know I my results back by the way oh yeah. what are you tell us tell us it's uh confidential oh. <laughs> you're like something i'm not proud of <laughs> i gotta touch my mine I wasn't I gotta, that I gotta much of my a grandma. surprise yeah <laughs> i say this i'm one percent congo oh hey. me too hey. it's all on your ass well i was five percent congo <laughs> that's what it is 
whatever. That's what my sister told me. Okay, I'm sure she did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> Anyways, your sister told you that. Morgan yeah, because is no, what? Oh. that my because oh. I'm one percent oh. Congo as well. Oh my gosh. Okay. I think everyone has a little bit. No. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I had five. Some other. That's where we came from. So I five percent. I was very happy. I enjoyed that. So today's topic <laughs> is going to be on motivation. I think the best way to start off is to give the simple definition of motivation. So I pulled it up here on the Google. Um, the internet the, the anti, machine. The internet. I surfed it a little bit. Uh, motivation is a reason for people's actions, willingness, and goals. Motivation is derived from the word motive, which is defined as a need that requires satisfaction. These needs could be wants or desires that are acquired through influence of culture, society, lifestyle, etc., or general innate. And mm. I think this is a super solid definition. I feel like, I feel like it's pretty well rounded. I mean, it's, I like that. Yeah, I didn't even consider the cultural part of it. That's huge. Yeah, and I think that's due to social media. Like people are getting more influenced by other people, their cultures, and just different things around the world. And but I think that's that's awesome to get influenced by different cultures because just like we just kind of speaking about with this whole DNA thing, like we have a little bit of everything in us. Like people who just think they're Hispanic or people who just think they're Asian and so on and so forth. They they are, we're all mixtures of different things. Like uh, like this weekend, um, Bree and I were at uh, an Indian Bengali wedding, and obviously the culture compared to like the traditional American wedding is completely different. And I thought I'm just, I'm just gonna say real quick, yeah, they have amazing food. Yeah, I, I love their food. Indian food. Oh yeah, it's selected taste buds, I guess. No, nah, dude. It's, so it's about <laughs> it's lunchtime amazing. right now. I vote that we go for Indian it's for lunch. Yeah, so I got like a little bit of everything because they had a lot of a lot of food. You know, there's was like buffet style. So you just go and grab as much as you want. Even and so I got better. like a little bit of everything. And I can, I, 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 just, I don't know. It, it just, it just wasn't for my taste buds. Hey, you're just not a cultured man. Dang. I'm so <laughs> dull. <laughs> He's used to chicken, broccoli, and rice. Yeah, so. exactly. That's what it is. My taste buds are so underdeveloped now just because that's yeah. all I eat. That when I have all these like spices and flavors and I'm just like, what is this? Like a kid, because kids wow. don't develop their taste buds wow. till a little so bit I'm later devolving. in life. I'm, devol I'm devolving. Moving, I'm going backwards. I don't think you're going backwards. I, I think expose myself care. to more food. You just adapted to the way of I was, life, yeah, your lifestyle. Yeah. Which is probably is good bland. for you. My, my stomach wasn't too happy with it either. Oh, no. Yes, for, the, for possibly the same reason. Let's like, skip over that part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to go into detail about this. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I'll tell you one thing for sure. Their dessert bar, though fire baklava is that one of their you know what i've never had their like uh, desserts it was amazing no. i don't know what the heck this stuff was there was, like, there was like do? this one thing it was like a little like um it was like twinkie shaped but very very small and like you cut into it and like liquid sugar literally fell out of it and you ate that I had a bite because oh. <laughs> it was so how, how vascular were you wow. after Man, that my all my forms are just like look like lightning bolts from all the sugar but it was it was it was amazing. That's when you took all the selfies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Bree, come on, let's go take the picture right yeah. now. <laughs> we need it. <laughs> Let's roll my sleeves up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. it, it, it was it was it was interesting though, and like just the whole ceremony itself was obviously completely different. The music was amazing, like, and they had uh, people actually come and do like the cultural dances and oh, performances, cool. and and yeah, it was cool. It was interesting. How oh, fun. Yeah. Okay, so culture influences motivation. That's what we're getting back to. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, and I think you had um, a theory, right, that you wanted to share? About culture? Yeah, intrinsic theory about motivation. 
<laughs> you want to speak on it? I can read it. <laughs> oh, the actual. Oh, yeah. This, this, this. Or a quote. In, sorry. The instinct sorry. theory. Yes, yes, the, yes. Yeah, sorry. You, you worded it wrong. Threw me off. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. The instinct theory about motivation. So it says, according to the instinct theory of motivation, all organisms are born with innate biological tendencies that help them survive. Uh, this theory suggests that instincts drive all behavior. So it's pretty much saying that every human instinctively has or wants or craves motivation. And I think that's great. I think that's why humans, um, we, we yearn for it. We want something to be motivated about. And when we do find something that motivates us, it feels good. Like we, like we don't even have to really do much. Like we could just listen to a motivational speaker or like, you know, a video or we can see something that's motivating online and it'll give us like that, that dopamine flush, you know, and we'll, we'll kind of get all the excitement. Yeah. We'll get like the goosebumps on our skins and we'll get the rapid heartbeat and we're like motivated. Yeah. But then like 10 minutes later, most people kind of lose that motivation. So we have to find the consistency that go along that goes along with it. And that's kind of why we're kind of getting this podcast going. To yeah. Kind of so help what about well, the people that say motivation isn't real? Right. It's bullshit. It doesn't exist. Right. So what's up? Is it even saying? Is it real? Is motivation real? It's not something that we could physically touch. But just like the human spirit, you know, or just like love, like is, is there's, is, I, I kind of put it in that category, like it's something that everybody has, everybody needs. And I feel, yeah, it's hell yeah, it's real. Because there's times I feel motivated as hell. And as long as I act upon it within that time, and I have the consistency to follow through with it, motivation gets everything started. That's what gets everything going. And I feel like it's, it's, it's real. So as I appreciate hell. that you said that, that it gets it started. Right. But I always hashtag like on a lot of my posts, like, discipline over motivation because mm. motivation that's what gets your like heart pumping that's what gets the goosebumps that's everything but if you don't take that hone in on that motivation and then create disciplines or create routines around it then motivation's not going to last all that long for you yeah, you know yeah. or you're going to have to keep finding more and more different things to be motivated from yeah and you have to remember that feeling that you got during that motivational like um that flood because there's a lot of times that people they wake up and they're tired and they're beat down from their day and they're like oh, i'm not really too motivated no more but you have to try to remember that feeling because that's when the big changes happen is when you're doing stuff that matters when you don't want to do it do you think motivation is real i think motivation is bullshit not Whoa. like Whoa. <laughs> table flip <laughs> i think you guys don't know what you guys are talking about <laughs> no i think motivation is real i think like you guys said, it's what gets you started. You know, sometimes there are days, for example, when I don't feel like going to the gym or I don't feel like doing even like adult stuff where you have to go do stuff, but you just have to do it. So I think that's where discipline comes in and you have to build habits in the long run to keep you going. Yeah. There's a quote that my brother, my brother told me, and uh, he says, motivation is like bathing. You have to do it daily. And I hope we're all bathing daily. <laughs> and I would <laughs> argue against that. I don't think you have to do motivation daily. I f well, if, if you have goals, I feel like there should be something that drives you daily. Yeah, but I think that's where discipline and habits come in. I think motivation Ooh. is going to get it started. You don't need motivation daily. Because there's like, days when like I go, that push yeah, to start like, button on yeah, your it's car. Like, that's, I don't there's days that. when I go to the gym, I'm not motivated, but <laughs> I know I got to get it done. Right. I'm disciplined and it's a habit. It's just part of me. Correct. So I think, but I don't think you need motivation. Yeah, I, I guess it really kind of depends on the day sometimes. Because same thing, because sometimes I wake up in the morning and I, and I do like, you know, my cardio or my workout because I know I need to do it. 
that doesn't necessarily mean I'm fired up and I want to go and, you know, kill this workout. But I'm like, I'm waking up. I go, okay, I know I got to do this. Let's get this shit done. You're just but, disciplined. Yeah. And, so but there you are, know you have to do this because you're, you have a goal, right? I have right? a goal in mind. Correct. But, cool. but there are some days where I do wake up and I just, and I kind of crave that motivation. So I'll purposely put on like a motivational, like a, like a YouTube video or I'll find some that mode, like a, like a song that I know what motivate me. External motivation. Up. Yeah. I'll purposely put myself through that just so I could get that flood of motivation. So I guess it depends on the day for me. Sometimes I do want it and sometimes I don't need it because for that same reason, for that consistency and that and that dedication that I do have for, for my goal. So, and I think if we can talk specifics, let's maybe each of us like share our specific goals that we're talking about right now. Because I think like my goal right now is just health, strength and wellness. So my motivation is going to be a little bit different because if I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, like. I had in mind that I wanted to do cardio, but I don't feel like doing cardio, then I'm not going to do cardio. I'll just do like some weightlifting faster and lighter, something different. (laughs) Maybe, maybe if I feel like drinking whiskey, Morgan, I will. (laughs) I had two shots. You guys had one. Yeah. And so what's, what's your guys's goals and, and what. So what motivates you, Annie? What motivates you right now? seeing numbers like increase on my strength like that motivates me making sure like i stay as healthy as i can so and for me that means not only not being sick but being like well feeling good like mentally physically moving well um like it's not so much about moving weight exclusively like that's like my biggest thing but i like the fact that i can cuz i work a desk job and prior to working my desk job like i was a student full time So full-time student worked full-time also. So I'm sitting, sitting, sitting the whole time. Luckily I have a stand-up desk. So um, just being able to move well, like making sure I'm not getting used to like, okay, I'm sitting all day at work and then I go home and I sit. Like I am motivated by like, let me break what I know like is hindering so many people, like people that have desk jobs, like they go home and they have chronic back pain. They have, they're mentally fatigued. So then they, don't feel that they can physically put themselves through like a workout or something that they need to do. that's going to better them. So that's my motivation, like health, wellness, um, just moving well, moving heavy weight. And part of it is aesthetic too, because health translates to like, I want to make sure like I'm doing the things that are going to give me good skin that are going to give me like nice muscle tone gains. gains. So pretty much you're, you're saying laziness is a big problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm. Yeah, to, to put it blunt, people are lazy. There's a lot of lazy ass people out there who get home from a long ass day. They're stressed out. They're tired. I mean, like you said, they've been on their butt all day and they want to go home and they know they can work out. They know they can physically move, but they don't want to. Yeah, they something. haven't found the right motivation. Correct. They haven't found the route, like spark. Yeah. And for me, like, I have long term and short term goals and they each need to be motivated differently. Like my long-term goals, obviously, just to be as healthy as I can, continue. I want to be 50, 60, 70 years old, still working out some type of fitness. You know, I want to still have good mobility, good flexibility. I want to be healthy and happy and energetic to do stuff I love at old ages. You know, my kid, grandkids, whatever it may be. That's my long-term goal. Short-term goal, right now, I'm on competition prep. October 12th, Muscle Beach. Come see me. Anyways, (laughs) so that's my short-term goals. My short-term goal is obviously to 
do my my weight training, make sure I'm staying on track of my macros, making sure I'm hitting every single workout and not, you know, I'm not um, Mickey Mouse in anything. I'm not And you have a plan corners. that you're following and a coach that's exactly. kind of keeping yeah, you my, accountable and, and friends Ziegler. and family. Exactly. Who who knows who knows how to keep me on track. He keeps me accountable. And and that's my short term motivation. I think my long term is, is, is a great story that I, I, I'll, I'll kind of get into in a few minutes. Um, but I think it's it's great to kind of help people because my story is what a lot of people are going through when when it comes to struggling with weight and anxiety and so before you move into that yeah um could you give us some details of your short-term motivation like yeah so that 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 comes down to what i spoke on earlier is waking up and being just exhausted you know i'm at a calorie and caloric deficit and so my my energy levels are lower and so i have to find i do need more motivation nowadays because so of do that. you have like a like a ritual what do you to get use? you motivated yeah so i work out usually at night the good thing is i've been working out at night for such a long time my body knows what time i work out so i'll be like tired around like three four or five p.m and then run around like eight o'clock comes around my body kind of like wakes itself Second up wind. yeah it's so weird like my body just Ooh. it knows i like that sound effect yeah i know i was like do it again <laughs> <laughs> so okay. and so yeah so um i have a playlist like a workout playlist on my phone with with songs that are super old songs that are new that i know just get my fucking heart rate up things songs that i don't have to work out to i'll just listen to on the way to the gym and they'll just get me going and a lot of beyonce <laughs> the queen <laughs> And, um, and so that's, that's easy motivation. That's easy, quick, because I already know what's going to be going to get me pumped up. And then along in that playlist, I have motivational uh, speeches as well. Like people just talking, yelling in my ear. Cause I grew up an athlete my entire life. So I'm very used to being, um, instructed by another person. You know, I love having that accountability by someone else, even, even if it is just an audio recording and somebody just yelling in my ear, you know, like push it, come on, let's go. You know, you're the best, you know, be number one. Cause obviously that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm here to be number one. I don't compete to, to, you know, take second place again, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that's definitely, you know, that's like easy motivation, man, is having that short-term goal and just, just knowing, knowing that there's somebody better than me out there is motivating as hell, but not in a bad way. I I enjoy it. I enjoy knowing that there's, there's other natural athletes that are better than me because that shows me that there's new, there's more levels that I could reach myself. And so I love that shit. How about you, Morgan? What's your current goals? What motivates you? Both of those questions, two separate parts. My current, so current goal or lifetime goal is just, be healthy, be able to, I, I love lifting weights. So I just want to be able to lift weights until my grandpa, you know, if I ever have kids, but, uh, be a grandpa, I'm old. I just want to be lifting weights forever. Um, short term, I guess I don't have, damn, this is bad. I don't have a set goal, but just to get stronger every single month. That's it. Like I want to get stronger. I want to get bigger. That's pretty much so, it. So you're, well, that, that that means you're you're actively doing your long term goal yeah. right now. That's what you're doing. You're actively in the middle of your long term goal. So yeah, because my goal is not like I don't have a comp. Well, I do have a competition, but I don't see that as a. That's not what motivates me. Because no matter what, like okay, I do powerlifting, right? So I could say my motivation is to be number one at the powerlifting competition. But in this sport, it doesn't matter, right? I could train the hardest be as hard as I want, but if someone's stronger than me, they're going to be stronger than me. So my goal is just get better every session, every workout, every day. That's it. That's, that's what it is. There is no, 
I'm training for this competition. So I can't use that as motivation because no matter what, I'm going to show up and whatever happens is going to happen. So I don't use that as motivation. And I definitely think having short-term, I think the long-term goal is obviously way more important than a short-term goal because there's some people who only had that short-term goal where let's say your goal is just to do a show, powerlifting, bodybuilding, whatever it may be. And I've seen it plenty of times where all these competitors, they'll do a show and then that's their short-term goal. And that's all they have is that one short-term. And then when they're done competing, they they're don't burnt work out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah you get burnt out. Yeah, you yeah. get burnt out. You lose that motivation and you don't want to do anything no more. Like, okay. Well, that's I'm human psychology, right? Like you have this end goal and you're putting all of your heart and your effort and your energy into this goal. And then once you reach it, then what? Like if you're not putting that same energy and effort into something else right away, yeah. then it's like, it's so easy to just regress. Like you're just falling yeah. into depression yeah. And that's like the thing I get a lot. People are like, man, like you just did a show. You just did like three competitions a year. Like how are you still motivated to go to the gym? Like, how are you not tired? And I'm just like, well, I do competition as almost a hobby. Like that's not why I work out. I go, I compete because I work out. I don't work out to compete. Yeah. And I think that's a big, big problem with a lot of competitors is that they work out to compete. Yeah, I think the problem with them is they always have that angle. They always want to see themselves, whether it's bodybuilding or whatever coming type of competition they want to see the the trophies yeah the accolades, the, the accolades. Mm -hmm. yeah they want to be number one but i think when that's your main goal you're gonna get burnt out because that's if you, a lot of extrinsic yeah you're, you're always putting like a lot of stress on yourself too and if you don't win uh then then what yeah and, right and and i'll see that too with a lot of competitors like they don't win the show and they're backstage or they're pissed off you know they're yeah. throwing their stuff and you know they're they're not in a good mood because they put so much in this competition and that's what their goal was they, that's what they wanted to do they wanted to you know get the first place trophy or this and that and when they don't achieve it it like breaks them down and it, and it destroys them but vice versa if they do achieve that goal then that could lead to obviously more positive things more positive impact they thought and then eventually they could develop a long-term goal based off that short-term goal but it's like that is more rare and it does happen to some people. Most people, it doesn't, though. So and basically, what we're saying is you got to enjoy the process, right? Enjoy the process enjoy and the have process. that long-term goal. Yeah, and, and make sure that when you're done, that you have another goal in mind or something that you want to achieve. And that's why, like me, like if I lose a show, yeah, I'm a little bummed out because I lost. But it's not going to divert me from the gym or not to work out no more. Like, I'm like, okay, it is what it is. I'm going to be back in the gym, you know, in a few days after I rehydrate and rest. And now I'm back on my long-term goal. Just be, be the best I can be. Yeah. And let's not just say that it's uh, like competition or like working toward a specific yeah. I mean, goal is yeah, not know, all I'm bad. Just, I'm speaking it's on really good, too. Like if that's what drives somebody, if that's what kickstarts somebody, I think mm -hmm. that's really powerful. Like I myself have never done like any kind of like physical competition related to weightlifting. But I think I would like to because that would put like really specific timelines. That is what lets you create those like smart goals, right? Like specific um, measurable, like time specific, like where you have like day to day, like a schedule that you build in to like reach those goals and you have metrics and things to measure. That's super motivating too. So yeah. it's not all bad to have like yeah, a competition think, yeah, as a goal. It, when you mention it, when you put it that way, yeah, I guess for short term, I do do it. I just don't think about it because I do follow okay. a program. I do try okay. to get stronger. I do try to get better. So I guess that would be kind of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. There is no competition, but you still have these little short term goals. That's going to, you know, be your long term goal in the future. It's going to, you're going to reach your goal. Yeah. I just, yeah. tons of history. Hashtag. Damn, I buzzed an Annie. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, 
fuck. You didn't Damn. say it. You didn't say uh, it, right? <laughs> anyway. It's the last podcast. I know I had a few mess ups. More than a few. It was like four different takes that we had to do. People were vacuuming. We I didn't have lunch. my notes. <laughs> we had to cancel lunch because we couldn't get this one. It was late at night. It was dinner, down. first of all. <laughs> Anyway, so, okay, so that's motivation. We all kind of think it's essential probably to kickstart. I think it's required. A routine, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's required. Yes. At least it, like, there's there's no way you could do anything phenomenal or great without a little bit of motivation. Like, you're not going to wake up just dedicated to a random thing. You need something to kickstart it. Yeah, because also when you're new to something, you don't have that um, those habits ingrained yet. You're not going to be consistent. Because thinking back, yeah, when I first did my first I'm gonna talk competition. Competition. My goal was to be to, to. I wanted to win. That was my that was my goal. Now it's not like that. It's just a part of me. It's just like, well, I want to keep lifting and I want to compete. When you're ready, you're ready. You know, ready. Yeah, I exactly. Go compete. Mm -hmm. And thinking back too, um, if we're talking about when I first started working out, um, my motivation was short term. It was I want to look better. You know, I had like. I want to look better and show it, show my exes like this is what you're missing out on. You know, this, that's what <laughs> I want to do. You know, and I let them know. And I can, I'm and pretty I, sure they're regretting. I'll let them know they are fucking missing out. Yeah, absolutely. You Thank, you, man. Thank you, Thank <laughs> Because why? Let's hear it. He, he wants to hear it. Man, uh, you know, he's like, blushing. So, so Morgan put this uh, this deadlift video up yesterday, and I had to leave a comment on it. Man, it's beautiful. He, he hit this angle. With that tricep and those rear delts when he was deadlifting, I told him, like, man. I read your comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read I your comment. You're like, you need to do bodybuilding. Hey, he's my boy. Morgan's my boy. I'm going to let him know, hey, you look good. Yeah. No, he no, wants no, you to no, bodybuild. No. I back at you. Just bro match. Just regular bro match type bro stuff. Ain't no weird like that. I just sit back. Bro Back on that topic. Okay, okay back on topic. Masses, huh? Okay, so now let's talk about two different types of motivation. So intrinsic and extrinsic, or AKA internal and external motivation. So we kind of just talked about it right now, right? So a little bit, yeah. So, I mean, but that's that's kind of what you have to have a little bit of both of, right? I think that's the important part. So you have external motivation. That's going to be like other people talking in your ear, those like podcasters, speakers, music. Yeah. yeah, like a goal that you're working toward. Um, but then you also have internal or intrinsic motivation too. So that's going to be like, I want to be healthy. I want to be in my 40s, 50s, 60s, lifting heavyweight, moving well. Uh, we see so many like super stark contrast, right? We're like a 50 year old woman, 50 year old woman, like one that moves well, one that has been exercising and, you know, eating well her whole life when one that hasn't like right. where they're yeah, where her hips could move walkers, right? <laughs> yeah. They're in walkers. Yeah, I mean, the human body could be completely on opposite yeah. sides of the spectrum at, at different ages. We like, can't avoid one thing that's aging yeah. and muscle atrophies. If you don't use it, you lose, you lose it. it. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Every, I, hope every, it I hope everybody said that at the same exact time listening. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so we talked a little extrinsic. Do you guys have any intrinsic motivation that you use? Yeah, I think that'll go into into my story that I'll, I'll talk about. Okay. So let's talk about your, your story, Joseph. Your, my, is it intrinsic? Intrinsic motivation, right? No, this yeah. is the... Okay. Intrinsic. Yeah, intrinsic. Yeah. yeah. So what's inside you? What's inside? your internals? So my long-term internal motivation comes from just years back when I was a kid. So I kind of went into this on episode one. We kind of talked about our intros and I grew up overweight, 
unhealthy and hating the way I look. What ages are we talking? Like when you realize this? Man, straight out the womb. Like nine, ten. <laughs> you know, like when I start to realize it. Okay. I mean, growing up, I was always overweight. I was always the chubby kid, and the most brutal people out there are, are siblings, you know, family, cousins, and yeah. you know, brother, sister, and it's stuff all like tough that. Love. Yeah, it's all tough love, but at the same time, I can never really say anything back because it was true. I was overweight. I was, you know, the chubby, chunky kid, and I always hear the jokes and the teasing, and yeah, I would laugh about it, but I fucking hated it, like because it was true, it was reality, and so. I remember like as a kid, I would never want to take my shirt off in the pool. Like I would never want to do any of this because I knew I was going to get made fun of. And I'll never forget around the age of like 10 or 11, I actually started to get stretch marks on my stomach, on my, on my, on my hips and love handle area. And I'll never forget, I bawled my head off, man, for days. And I was giving this um, some thought the other day, whenever we, whenever I found out we we're doing the topic on motivation, I was thinking about like, what motivates me? Like, what is the reason why I just can't stop working out? And the reason is because I will never forget those moments. Those moments are so ingrained in my head of me looking in the mirror and 10, 11 years old, like, like traumatic experiences at even younger ages than that, you'll never forget. And for me, that was traumatic experiences. Like I will never forget those emotions I went through, the things I, the things I always to think about myself and just thinking like, like, why is this me? Like, why am I going through this? Like, why am I the oddball out in the family? Like, and I hated it. And I'll never forget those emotions in those moments. And, you know, at the age of 13, that's when I started to work out, you know, and about, you know, two years later, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I just knew I had to move. And so I started to to work out, lift weights. We had some, you know, some weights in my garage. I kind of, you know, spoke on this a little bit on episode one. And I would just bust my ass in there for hours just because I just hated the way I looked. I hated it. And then when I started seeing results, that's when I started getting addicted. And then the, jo- the jokes stopped happening. I stopped getting teased and I was like, all right, like this feels better now. Like I started to get a little bit more self-confidence. And so around the age of about 18, 18 and a half, almost 19, I stopped working out for almost a year, almost exactly. I just, just got lazy, just got lazy. I started eating bad. I stopped working out. And then, um, I started to develop anxiety really bad. This was after high school. This was after high school, Okay. after high school. And so I guess that might be the reason of me being like a little more secluded, not seeing so many people, you know, I graduated. So I was like working. So, you know, life kind of just like started to happen. And so I developed really bad social anxiety. I started to get panic attacks, anxiety attacks. And I remember when I got my first month, I was having a heart attack and I went to the hospital They hooked me up to an EKG machine that I checked my heart. And they're like, oh, like, it just seems like you're just having an anxiety attack. And I go, what the hell's anxiety? Like, what the hell is that? Like, I had no idea what that was because obviously this was, you know, 10, 11 years ago before mental health was as spoke on as it is now. And I didn't want to get on medication because I felt that was weak. And I felt like, like, no, like me on medication, like daily, like, that's what they, that's what they suggested. And I was like, no, I don't want to put these chemicals in my body, this and that. So I went back home and it got to the point where I wouldn't want to leave my house because I was embarrassed the way I looked because I got overweight again. I'll never forget one day I was washing my car outside and I seen a guy I went to high school with and he goes, damn, man, let you, you let yourself go. And this in the, this was in the middle of all this happening. And I'm just like, oh, you know, like, you know, just life, you know, and I didn't know what to say. And that like just amplified everything that I was feeling. And it kind of brought back all those memories whenever I was a kid and I would struggle with myself and take my shirt off. I was starting to hate the way I look. And, you know, the relationship I was in at the time started to take a hit as well because my social anxiety was so bad. I couldn't even walk into a store without 
feeling like I was being enclosed and feeling like this, um, um, what's it called? Like when you feel like you're in a box, um, claustrophobic, exactly. I couldn't like, and I would just start to panic, start to sweat. Like I, I couldn't even leave the house at some time. I would just be stuck in my room. I wanna, I wouldn't want to do anything. And it got so bad that I was like, you know, I think I do need to be on medication. So I went back to the doctors and I told them, I was like, go, I was like, just give me the lowest dose possible. And I don't remember what they put me on. You figure it's like, like I said, 10, 11 years ago. And so they put me on this medication and I started to feel better and I started to have less panic attacks. And I used the medication to be able to go back in the gym because I wasn't even able to go in the gym. I would go in there and feel like I was going to pass out because my anxiety would get so bad and I would have to leave. So my heart rate would get so high that I couldn't work out. Like it was just, it was just horrible. And so I started taking the medication, started to feel better. And I started to, I used it to get myself back in the gym. I started, I got back in the gym. I was able to work out finally. I was able to socialize with people again. And I wanted to heal myself. And I knew that fitness is a cure for a lot of this anxiety and depression. Cause that's what it started to develop into was depression because I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even hang out at family parties. I would purposely avoid them. I didn't want to be around people. Like I started to, to, um, you know, yes, include myself, isolate myself. Exactly. And so people don't really think this because I'm, you know, I'm a pretty outgoing person now. And after about six months of taking the medication consistently and the doctors told me it's addictive and this and that I started to wean myself off of it. And because I was able to be back in the gym consistently, I started to feel better about myself. I started, I started to get back in shape. I had a buddy who uh, opened up a boot camp gym and he'd be like, Hey man, like I told him like my situation. He goes, if you want, you come when I'm the only one here in between classes and you can just work out by yourself. And I was like, Oh dude, that'd be awesome. That's what I did. And so I would do that every single morning around seven, 7 a.m. I would go in there, just work out by myself. I couldn't be around people when I first started. And so I started to feel better. Then I started to join some of the classes during the week. And that started to like, you know, bring out my personality more, started to get more social with people. And then from there on, it kind of started to grow, to grow, to grow. And then it goes into my story of me turning 20 years old when I got with a nutritionist and I told her, Hey, I want to fix my nutrition. And that's the reason why, because I knew I was ready to make that next step. So she fixed my nutrition. I fixed my nutrition and I started to fix myself. And so after six months of taking the pills, I started to, like I said, I started to wean myself off of taking them seven days a week to five days a week to three days a week to just once a week to eventually never taking them again. And since the age of 20 years old, I've never taken an anxiety pill ever again in my life. And anxiety is one of those things that never 100% ever goes away. So I still have an anxiety attack, you know, probably like once a year, if that, you know, it'll happen kind of here and there during weird moments. Sometimes I'll wake up just having one, you know, who knows, bad dreams, something like that. But now I know how to control it. I know that it's not going to take over my life again. And I credit fitness to my long-term goal for my motivation because I never want to go through that again in my life. That was such a dark time of not being able to be who I was that I refuse to ever let that happen again. And so that is my long-term motivation is I would never let myself get unhealthy again to which I'm hating myself and to which I have to seclude myself from the people I love. Yeah. So this, this story, I don't think I've ever spoken about it. So I feel like now is a great time because I know there's people out there that struggle with the same thing, especially nowadays it's being a lot more openly uh, spoken of. And I, if you know, if you're listening, if you're going through the same situations, it's okay to get help. It's totally okay to get help. It's okay to to take those steps to to get yourself better and become the person you know who you're supposed to be. And don't let 
a, a mental illness stop you from from loving and enjoying life you know find a way to fix yourself through me I, I had a I had to take that medication in order to better myself and then I wean myself off so make sure you guys are taking the necessary steps and you know that's the thing you got to take those steps though like you can't just you're not going to wake up one morning and it's just going to go away that's the sucky part you know and then that's I think that's what I was waiting for I was like you know maybe if, maybe if I just sleep I'll wake up one morning and it'll be gone and it never came. And so I was like, all right, I need, I got to take this in my own hands. I need to handle, you know, handle my, my life the way I, I need to. Okay. So first of all, yeah. hopefully we could hit on a couple of these things. Cause that's, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Cause that's like really brave. A lot of people don't know like that. Got me sweated. How par- <laughs> yeah. People it's don't tough. know how powerful it is to just be connected to somebody else that has gone through similar situations. Yeah. So you just sharing that. Um, and then second, so, cause you mentioned doctors had to prescribe to mm-hmm. recommend medication. You right off the bat, were not into it. Like mm-hmm. you weren't trying to do it, but which like kudos to you. Cause that's the easy thing is to just be like, okay, this doctor says they can give me this pill and this could fix me. So let me just give me what you can. Right. But you knew you didn't want to do something that you had to take daily routinely to fix the issue that you thought you had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they never suggested fitness. They yeah. never suggested, Hey, try changing your diet. Hey, try exercise. Yeah. They never suggested that. And that's that. the thing about like, so a lot of people uh, bash on like medical doctors because of that, because their practice is medicine and they understand chemistry and the chemistry that happens in your body, mm-hmm. um, like your biochemistry, right? So they understand what medications, um, whether they're natural or not, because they develop synthetic like, right, like drugs that are going to help you deal with cognitive, like mental illnesses or what have you. But it's so powerful that they have been able to introduce that. But at the same token, not every doctor has the time or the education or the knowledge to be able to be like, well, here's this medication that I studied and I know everything about, but here's also a couple options with fitness and nutrition that can help you or meditation or whatever else that they are able to recommend. So, um, that's really cool that you, I mean, kind of like instinctually almost, right. Cause you were young, yeah. like knew that you yeah. knew you could find different ways, natural ways to kind of help yourself out. So, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Thanks for sharing. That's yeah. great. I had no idea. Man. Yeah. You. Right. You went from being depressed to being number two in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys yeah. joke about that, but that's powerful. <laughs> I mean, being in like a, yeah. a competition, that's, I mean, pretty cool. And like how you were saying too, like um, kids, like they don't have, because our topic is motivation. So they don't have all of those like mechanisms and gears in their mind already, like ready to go. Like they don't know what they're motivated by or what they're not motivated by. So that's why when we were talking about like the culture, cultural influence, like they know what they see their parents go through and understand and know. So if somebody like a child is developing like those crucial developmental, that's why like you don't like wholly have like a complete control over your mind when you're developing and growing because not everything's there. Like neuroplasticity, that's like the thing that you want. Like you want these like new connections in your brain developed. That's what's like when you go through school, when you go through all these things that are going to develop your mind. But if you don't have like somewhere to kind of give you direction either with parents or um like older siblings or just 
anything external, then you don't know what to do or you don't know why you're feeling the way you're feeling. You don't know how to feel. I mean, that's psychology. I'm not an expert, but it's interesting. Like I've studied it a little bit, but like those developmental years are so crucial. Like if you're feeling or bullied, like when you're younger, like that takes a hit, that takes a toll on a lot of people. So. Yeah. And, and even when I was going to that, like, I really didn't, I didn't want to tell anybody. Like, I don't, I think the only person I really knew was like my brother and my mom. I think my sister, I think she, she, she kind of knew a little bit too, but like, I really, I didn't want to talk about it. Cause I felt, I felt like it was weak. You know, I, I felt like it was like, like a pro, like it was just my issue, my problem. I didn't want to like have other people like dwell on it or make it feel like I didn't want people to baby me about it. Like, Oh man, like, Hey, how are you feeling today? Are uh, you okay? You're just making excuses. Yeah. I, I didn't want that. Yeah. And I didn't want that either. Like people were like, cause there's people who don't believe anxiety is real. Like, Hey man, calm down, man. You because know, I've never experienced it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not gonna lie. I was like that too before, before I had anxiety. Like, I, I, then again, I didn't know what anxiety was around that time yeah. either. Like and I it's said, defined like 18, now. 19. Like it wasn't defined like when we were kids, like, well, I mean, I'm older than both of you, but it wasn't super like defined. So yeah. we didn't know like this feeling of like, uh, like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm sweating. Like, and it's not just in your mind, right? Like it manifests in your body. You're sweating, yeah. you're um, like your heart rate's elevated. You're not yeah, shortness of breath. Yeah. Tight you chest, can't yeah. like think clearly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's all these things. Yeah. Your mind almost goes into like a fog. Like it's hard to, uh, to, to really focus on one thing. You're, it's, it's hard to, it's, it's such a weird, weird thing to kind of, to kind of explain, but I don't want this to go too much on to, to ma- mental health just because our topic is more, more motivation based. But, um, but yeah, I feel like long-term. But let's just say like, mm-hmm. just cause you touched on it, like everybody has, mental health that they're responsible yeah, for so this is everybody's subject. like a degree it, it's good to be empathetic with people um and try to understand people just in general because like your story people didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. but everyone has something going on right yeah and that kind of leads to why they want to do something like what's their goal that's kind of what motivates them we all have that whatever it might be like yeah. you was you were overweight then you got anxiety mm-hmm. so if someone else might have a different kind of motivation right. but i think everyone should be empathetic to that i know it's a little bit off topic but just because i don't know I, I have a problem with people that swear their life is perfect and then someone's going through stuff and they're just bashing them you know making them feel worse mm-hmm. but at the end of the day everybody has something going on so you just got to remind yourself of what you personally have going on in your life and like like chill yeah don't don't make it worse for someone else yeah no 100 percent I completely agree with that. So what motivates you intrinsically? Did we touch on that? I think we did. We did, yeah. did we? Yeah. A little well, bit. Yeah, like spoke, health. That was the first thing you yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, you're just so, health. Health. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's so. She threw it up. She caught so, it. Brought it back down. <laughs> so much so that, like, I mean, it's something that I was super, like, interested in. Like, in the, okay, why, like, why are people, why are some people when they're 60 and 70, like, bedridden when other people are 60 and 70 are like thriving like that was super interesting to me which is the reason why i chose that as like a degree like things to things to study and so i just want to now that i'm thinking about it so you talked about long term right what what motivated you motivated you initially in the beginning what were your dark so, okay. So similar, I guess, because I've always like, I've never been like skinny. I've never been like a skinny kid. So I was always like a little bit on the thicker side, but I've always been an athlete. 
So, which kind of helped me. Like, um, when I was little, my mom, or she tried to put me in cheerleading and I was not having that. But then when she put me in soccer, like that was my thing. So I loved being in soccer and I didn't like initially being like the slowest girl or the slowest kid on the team. And I didn't like being like, not like scoring goals and developing my skills. I mean, at the time I was like little, but still like I understood like, okay, I need to put this like work in to try to get myself better. Um, I've always had like big legs, <laughs> even like in elementary school. So I would have kids that would be like, oh, you have big legs. Like they would just say that. And like, I guess I did take it like a little personally, like that's rude. But like, I always was like, well, and luckily for me, I mean, I guess I had my coach who always because I was I was always small, like I'm always like the smallest kid on the team, the smallest like I was like a little like, what do you call those like little doggies that are like puppy poodles? <laughs> poodles? I don't know. Chihuahuas? <laughs> Chihuahuas? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Bulldogs. All of that. I was always little. So but my coach always was like, oh, Annabelle, like dynamite comes in small packages. I was like. Boom. <laughs> like, yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I had such a powerful kick. I mean, like I was never goalie. Goalie's scary, but I was always like defense or halfback because I had really good endurance. I'm not super fast because I have a short stride. Mm. <laughs> so, but I had really good like endurance. Like I could run for hours and hours and hours and I had a really strong kick. So if I was playing defense, I could get the ball up to my halfbacks or my forwards who mm. can score. So I mean, but to that, I mean, like my self-confidence was like still like a little bit like on the line. So getting into like health and being athletic and playing sports was like that was part of my driver for that. But then obviously, like when I got into high school and like middle school and high school, like when you're like growing and like you're getting interested in boys or whatever. I don't know. Ew. So you want to, I know, ew. <laughs> they have cooties. You do have cooties. You still do. Tim's at home right now like, <laughs> yeah. I <don't> have cooties. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Um, but yeah, so like you want to look a certain way and you want to like be a certain way. So, I mean, because of like wanting to look a specific way, like I shifted from playing soccer in high school to like running cross country because I thought I wanted to like, OK, cardio was going to get me like long and lean muscle, which we know now that's not that's, that's not destined <laughs> yeah. for me. Your I'm not destined for that. Yeah. 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 I'm always going to have thunder thighs always. Um, but that was like part of my motivation, too. So, I mean, I guess I can say like self-confidence and like being like so uh, like insecure about certain like especially my legs let me just say like outright like my whole entire lower body like I was insecure about but now like I mean like I really learned to like appreciate like, like, like now, yeah like I'm like you they're, see these so, legs. they're powerful thanks to social media do you media. even squat bro yeah. <laughs> social media you got like you you think with like like four C's yeah so I mean now <laughs> it's a thing but like it wasn't before yeah, right like yeah. models didn't look mm -hmm, like what mm -hmm, I look like mm -hmm. they still don't That's they're a little taller too, but like, like the culture shifts so much yeah, yeah. Culture shifts so much of what we like and like what we see on magazines and what we see like in social media. That's what we end up liking. But um, the good thing is now we're so exposed to so many different body types and there's a, something for everybody out there. So people could find what they like and are able to get more of that like 
on their phone, like yeah. on a screen on Nasties. their phone. So. And you touched a little off, off topic, <laughs> like the social acceptance, the, the, social, the social acceptance has changed so much. Cause like I said, when I was a kid being overweight was like the oddball and like yeah. if you're skinny, then that's normal. It's not really the case too much anymore. Like so many people, so like obviously the percentage of obesity in America is at the all time high. That being obese now is the normal thing, and now being fit is kind of like, hey, now you're the oddball. yeah. Oh, is today your cheat meal? Like, yeah, and now that could be another conversation. It's like dang, you get you get bashed and like, oh, now you're now you're packing your yeah, meals. Yeah, like, like a little off topic, oh. but like the social no, acceptance has changed. Annabelle like, doesn't eat that. <laughs> like, figure, like, I, I go and get fit, and everybody else is overweight. And yeah. I'm like, hey guys, I, I came here to join you guys, and you guys switch it up on me. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. so that's intrinsic, extrinsic. Do you have intrinsic motivation to talk about? I think I said just a long-term goal. So that was, I mean, that was like a slight, it was, like it was a just like little, like one month. Only. Yeah, name them all. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just one month. Just like, I made sure they knew for that whole month. That. I was like, yeah, whatever. I mean, Drake just, you know, yeah. Yeah. thinks his exes is in songs. You can name them right now in the podcast. No, I guess what, <laughs> I guess we talked about this in the first the podcast first episode, as well. Yeah. It's just uh, always being, Annabelle, you'll feel me. Being the, the small person in the room, you know, always being small. So, um, in the same way, I would get bullied because of my height, and uh, I wanted to just to get stronger, feel better about myself. So it was kind of like a just confidence thing, being insecure. You know, that's no longer the issue. Now you're number two in the world. Yeah, now I'm number now I'm number oh, three. Man, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> just take that. But yeah, so I guess yeah, it's just same thing. Uh, uh self-confidence image what i would see in the mirror i i wouldn't be happy and then um just feeling having that sense of pride in something able to be like oh i'm actually pretty good at lifting weights and getting stronger and i could get better that's what motivated me yeah 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 the mo- mo- motivation man it's real mm-hmm. it's real and it's key and that that's why i said earlier too like just having empathy for others because I could say I don't really talk about it much, but I went through like a lot through my younger years. So whenever people tell me stuff, I like to listen like, OK, I feel you. I don't understand what you're going through, mm-hmm. but I understand what I went through. And it's it's kind of the same. Yeah. 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 And. Just listen, just listen and uh, and be empathetic towards, towards people, the people you care about. But to go more into like external motivation. Like, I think I think we could touch on subjects like so what could be some steps to helping people get motivated that want to get motivated get motivated what would be some strategies so we could provide YouTube videos look at some motivational speakers and just see what clicks look up some business ones on motivation look up fitness ones on motivation have some people fucking yell at you once in, once in your life <laughs> I would, but but in a good way I would say Another thing could be finding someone that's like you. Okay. Maybe someone that's friend, already spouse. Yeah, a friend mm-hmm. or someone that's someone that you look up to. Because everyone has someone that, you know, this this is another word people hate on, you know, inspire. Someone yeah. inspires you, you know, mm-hmm. but it's it's true. Like yep. we all look your up to someone. Spell. Yeah. You see you see someone you're <laughs> like, man, I would like to to be like them or be kind of like them. Uh so try to find someone that maybe you could Go to the gym with, and don't make it creepy. Don't you. walk up to don't walk up to somebody like, oh, I want to be like you. Don't do that. <laughs> or do whatever. Or do no, just kidding. You know, That'd be kind of cool if somebody told me. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, so I think that would be find a find a partner. I guess that's what I'm saying. Find a partner to keep you accountable, and to go into the gym or eating right or whatever your goals are. 
Yeah. And I mean, if we're talking external and finding like a partner, I think that's super powerful. So just like it doesn't have to be necessarily like a workout buddy, but just surrounding yourself with people who prioritize like working out and prioritize eating healthy. um, That's only going to make it easier for you. Like if even though I don't necessarily have like a gym buddy or someone that I go regularly that someone that could like spot me or anything, but Sometimes, sometimes we're on different, like right now we happen to be on like a similar schedule, but like when I'm not, or like when I was in school, like it was super like powerful still knowing that like, okay, all my friends that work out like you guys and like Tim and whoever, like they already went to the gym, they got their workout in. Okay. So like, I can still do it. Like I still have time. So just surrounding yourself with like external people that can motivate you to like, just do, you see what they're doing to see how they're growing and you want to do that yeah, too. Thanks getting in that circle of people that you want to be like is important and because you kind of i mean it's it's real you got to kind of exclude the people that are not in that place that you want to be in because or else you're never gonna you're never gonna change right you're kind of like the right there's like that saying you're the sum of the five people that you spend the most amount of time with yeah Mm -hmm. and it's it's true it's real very true yeah it's very true if you're if you're around five people who are lazy eat bad and drink you're probably going to be lazy eat bad and drink yeah, but if you're on five people who have successful businesses and they they work out and they take care of their bodies, you're probably gonna look into something that has to do with business and work out and you know start eating better. So 100, that's that's true. And uh, there's a quote I love. It says, "If you want to fly with the eagles, you gotta stop hanging out with the turkeys." And yeah, and if you're <laughs> thinking, America, but it's true though. Like yeah. if you're thinking about it, like are you are you an eagle or are you a turkey? Who are the people you're hanging around with? You know, like, and it basically comes down to be around people who are going to bring out your potential. Yeah. That what had, it just has to do with like surrounding yourself with like goodness. Like when you're not feeling your best and when you're not feeling motivated or super like driven, like you have all these like external things that are feeding into you. Like it's empowering you just like, like, even if it isn't like, uh, like something you could like substantial, like other people, like educating yourself, like how you said, uh youtube videos or like watching different things like just like empowering yourself like learning about exercise learning about nutrition like why do so many people promote this and encourage this what is it going to do for me why is it so good for me like just knowing that and like feeding your mind with that information that's external like external motivation that can you know shift your shift your energies shift your vibe yeah big vision small steps Small steps, big vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what's another thing you guys could add? Uh, easy music. I mean, there's there's like little things that can motivate, right? Like like <laughs> boom, music, easy music. Make sure you have a good, a nice outfit. Like yeah. these are just like these are like simple motivational factors. Obviously, they're not going to give you long term motivation, but they're things that could just help you get going for the day at least. Like if you're just a little tired, a little worn out, make sure you have your workout playlist ready. Make sure you have a nice outfit picked out. But the whole outfit thing, I think that, I think that's powerful because if I know I just got some new gear or if I have an outfit that's matching, I want to go show it off a little bit. Yeah. Like when you shift from talking about motivation to those habits, like that's when we start talking about rituals, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm getting my mind ready. Like I'm picking mm-hmm. my outfit. Like I know these pairs of pants or shorts, like flatter me. Like if I'm going to squat, like this is not going <laughs> to... Stop it, Morgan. <laughs> like if if I know like I'm gonna look good, I'm gonna feel better. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna feel good. Um, same that, thing with what's like that thing called that you do. 
like a dry scoop of pre-workout. <laughs> so, I mean, if that's, if that's part of your ritual, which it happens to be mine, like I almost always take some sort of pre-workout if it's late at night, which it usually is like, it's not always going to be caffeinated, but it's going to be something, something flavored that I drink that I like that sets my mind, like along with music. Like if I have to like do a little dance session, like whatever it is. Yeah. How? Do a little dance, make a little what? love, get down tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah, Annie, Annie be getting crazy on her, on her, on her IG stories with her dry scoop. She always has music playing, all, <laughs> all that funness. If I'm gonna be honest. Okay, let's talk about visual so visualization. So, I mean, this is like, like so human right now, psyche, guys, I want right? Everybody- Oh, I want everybody to oh, close shit. their eyes. Oh, we're doing this. <laughs> oh, everybody. shit. He said he was going to do this. I think we're actually going to do it. Here we go. Everybody. Everybody <laughs> close their eyes. Probably to all the listeners out there. Oh, you, you, and you can't see me. Okay, go ahead. Oh, no. I thought you were about to say something crazy. You set it up like I was ready to go through some mantras. I thought you were about to get real deep right now. And you headed off to Annie. (laughs) She was like falling asleep on the mic. She wasn't ready. (laughs) Let's talk about because I think you brought this up initially, right? Like visualization. Like if you, okay, like when it comes to making like decisions, like when you're talking about like maybe I'm not that motivated, but I'm trying to make these decisions and make these decisions that are going to create these habits. Like I'm going to visualize like instead of like having what I really want, like I'm going to go out for Froyo or a burger or whatever it is. Like I'm going to eat the food that I can prepare at home or eat something that's going to be like in line with my goals because I'm visualizing that three months from now I could be at this specific, you know, X, like name the goal. And same thing with like a workout, like I could go home after a 10, 12, 14 hour day and I can just lay down. I can, I can knock out right away. Like, let me just wash my face, brush my teeth and I could be out. But if I skip this workout, which I have the energy for, I have, you know, the drive to do, then I can go to the gym and like two, three months from now, maybe even like a week or two from now, I can be X amount stronger or X amount, you know, feeling a certain type of way. So, so you, so you know, basically like if you, you know, if you do it, you'll get the results you want. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And like great example, last night I was at the gym, I worked out, I was supposed to do abs afterwards. I didn't want to do abs and I was so close to leaving and I go, you know what? Let me do this ab workout because I know what I want and I know this is what I got to do to get what I want. And so I went and I did it and I felt so much better after, but I did not want to do yeah. it because I was right at the gym for a long time it's so and, powerful. I, and I just got to do on legs. So I was exhausted because <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't want to do abs and I was like, man, be, stop being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Just do okay, it. So, I mean, I think it's powerful. Like visualization, like really has to do with just starting, starting your goal, starting your journey, starting whatever it is with the end in mind. Like you, I think there's a book start with the end in mind, or there's like a, a step of a book where like you, like if you don't have a direction or anywhere that you're going toward, like it doesn't necessarily have to be like a strict, specific time sensitive goal. But if you're not moving towards something, then it kind of like, you know, it's hard to get the ball rolling toward yeah. that. So give us a little bit of keynotes um, that we could take away from this from this episode. So like a synopsis, right? We're mm-hmm. doing a breakdown. Okay. So today we talked about motivation. Um, we defined it. We kind of shared that motivation has a lot to do with like our biology, like our psychology. It has that like 
what do we call it like instinctual mm-hmm. is it instinct yep. theory mm-hmm. um we all kind of agree that it's real like it's definitely not something that's just you know motivation isn't real but we all agree i think that it's a step into habits and disciplines and setting up a routine yes maybe yeah, yeah. so motivation gets you going but it shouldn't be what you depend on yeah. so all, all the time yes uh there's intrinsic so the stuff that motivates you inside in your gut and your heart um and extrinsic the stuff that you bring in from the outside to ex- social media culture yes. all trophies that Boom. trophies, trophies yeah. yeah um and then we talked about some of our strategies like some of the things that work for us like so music um rituals, having rituals like supplements setting. goal setting yeah making it smart um, awesome if, friends, if you groups. have, yeah, I was just going to say, if you have a workout buddy kind of being on the same page with them, um, and, and yeah. And finally like visualization, right? So you always want to have like something that you're motivated toward or something that you're motivated, a motive, right? Like that was part of the definition. So a motive toward moving towards. So I think with, I don't think we kind of explained that pretty good visualization. Did we? I think it was pretty, people got pretty big. So I think, I think another way to think about it is, I think, yeah, you had really good examples. A way to think about it is I just thought of this right now. It's mind blowing. Maybe, Mm. maybe you guys feel this or not, (laughs) but so we all have a vision, long-term vision and they're kind of like dreams, right? You dream about things. So you guys got to close your eyes. You got to visualize this. Okay. So I'm going to play this as, you're a beginner My to the gym. Ready. You're a beginner to the gym, right? So this is for motivation. I don't want you guys to be too hard on yourselves and just take action and get going. Say so you this is your first thought. I'm new to the gym. I'm not going yet, but I want to. Right? So I'm just thinking about this. I haven't taken any action to go to the gym. The next day, you wake up. You're like, "You know what? Today, I'm going to take the first step." I took some action. You go to the gym and you sign up. Now you're a gym member, proud member of X gym, whatever it might be. Not XXX, but X gym. (laughs) Planet 24. So get in there and then you might be like, let's. Wait, you, you might, have your eyes closed? Yeah, you guys got to have your eyes closed. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the I'm, zone. I'm, I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. I'm looking to the eyes. And then you might be like a Joseph. You go in there and you have anxiety because you don't know what you're doing. You're like, oh, man, look at these people. They're buff. Some are not so buff, but I'm, I, I just have anxiety. I don't know what I'm doing. So you leave. Next week, you come back and you hop on the treadmill. And you feel good about yourself. You're dropping some calories. So you, you, you're winning already. You got some endorphins. Yeah, you, t- you already took a step forward. You're winning. The next day you come back, you hit the treadmill again, but instead of going 10, 15 minutes, you hit 30 minutes. It's another step forward. Then eventually you start working out. You hit the weights. You want to get stronger. You keep hitting more weights. You want to get a little bit more serious. Let's take Joseph again as an example. You get yourself a trainer or a nutritionist to kind of guide you. And then you just start creating these habits. You no longer depend on motivation to get in there. You're already in a zone. You're already in a flow. So you're already winning. If you look back, you weren't going before. You were outside of the gym. 
You were outside looking in, but now you're inside. And you're taking steps toward your goal. I think that's what we're talking about, visual, visualization. So looking at where, where you want to be in the future, what steps you're taking, and how you're going to get there. I think that's good. I like that shit, Morgan. Yeah. I feel pumped. Let's go lift. Mic drop. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone want to close this out? I don't know what that is. I'm so motivated. With that, I ladies know. and gentlemen, I think uh, Joseph could close this out. Hey, but one more thing. Handle that shit. <laughs> own, that that shit. own that own shit. Own that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys next episode. Peace. See ya.